This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 7th of May. In your Squiz today, the Scots take to the polls. China cuts off contact. Big moves for space. And bones lead to a big discovery. This is your Squiz today. Starting today over in Scotland, Claire, we don't usually talk about Scotland that much in the podcast, but the polls have opened for the first election since Brexit. All eyes are on Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, who's hoping to lead the Scottish National Party to another term in government. If she wins a majority, there could be a new referendum for Scotland to break away from the United Kingdom. And that's why it's come to our attention today. As you say, Scottish internal politics isn't something that we usually cover in this great detail, but it is an interesting one just because of that independence push. And what has happened there is that Nicola Sturgeon, uh, who has been at the head of the government, has really backed in Scottish voters uh, when it comes to this independence question. Question. When we go back a step and look at that Brexit vote, Scotland overwhelmingly supported to remain in the European Union. Uh, she has picked up on that sentiment and says that, look, if she wins this election, she will go to a referendum where Scottish people can vote on independence. And if they support that, then there's a strong chance that they could rejoin the EU. Yeah, and they've been down this road before, having had a referendum back in 2014 that failed. But opinion polls suggest the push for Scottish independence is the most important issue behind which party to vote for in the election. But even if Sturgeon's party wins, a referendum won't be easy, Claire. No, these things are rarely easy, including big change like Scotland breaking away from the United Kingdom. Uh, For that to take place, uh, what Sturgeon needs to do is get approval from the UK Parliament to hold that independence referendum. And what Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, has said is that that referendum in 2014 should answer questions about Scottish independence for at least the next 40 years. Sturgeon, though, of course, rejects that. She also says, though, that she won't go out on her own and have a wildcat referendum, which is one held without the approval of the UK Parliament. Uh, But a big result for the SNP, for Sturgeon's party, could put immense pressure on the UK to allow that vote. We'll just have to see how it all pans out. Yeah, votes will not be counted today, but a result is expected to be announced on Sunday our time. Yesterday, Claire, New South Wales reported a second new coronavirus case after the wife of a man from Sydney's eastern suburbs who tested positive on Wednesday was also found to have the virus. That prompted New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian to outline some new rules for Greater Sydney. Yeah, if you're in Greater Sydney, there's rules around how many people can gather, uh, also the wearing of masks on public transport and the like. Uh, No suggestion of any kind of lockdown or anything like that, even though uh, how these couple of people got the virus is still a mystery. They've done that genomic sequencing and found that the source of the virus is a traveller from the United States, but how it actually got to this man and his wife uh, is still a big question for 
for New South Wales health officials to answer. Uh, meanwhile, today's National Cabinet is meeting. They're expected to discuss arrangements for travel from India. Uh, one decision there has already been made. There will be repatriation flights for the most vulnerable Australians who are in India. That will start on the 15th of May as soon as that border ban ceases. Another decision that's been made is that the former workers' camp at Howard Springs, that's outside of Darwin, will be used to house travellers for their two-week quarantine period. Safe to say we'll hear more about this later today. Yesterday, Claire, former NRL player Jared Hayne was sentenced to jail for sexually assaulting a woman in 2018. To recap, the former Parramatta Eels player had organised a $550 taxi fare from a Bucks weekend in Newcastle to Sydney, and he asked the driver to stop at the woman's house on the way. That's where prosecutors said he assaulted the woman and caused her bodily harm. It's hard to understate just how big a NRL star Jared Hayne is. Uh, for AFL followers listening along, he's a Dally M winner, which is the equivalent of the Brownlow medal. Uh, he won that twice. So the initial trial into those allegations ended up in a hung jury. Uh, a retrial was held in March and found him guilty of two counts of sexual assault. The minimum that he's set to serve in prison is three years and eight months. Yesterday, the woman said she had spent countless hours crying and that she was destroyed and damaged. Haynes said he intends to appeal the guilty verdict and has maintained throughout the trial that he had consensual sex with the woman. Over to China now, and to put it bluntly, Claire, things aren't looking good. The latest sideswipe is China's suspension of all activities under the China-Australia Strategic Economic Dialogue. That's a mouthful. That's going to need some <laughs> explaining, Claire. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a, a forum that is meant to see annual talks between China and Australia about investment and trade deals. Hasn't, though, been held for about four years. So uh, when it comes to it, it's really more symbolic than anything else. Uh, What seems to have tipped China over the edge on this one is the Morrison government's recent shredding of a couple of those Belt and Road agreements between Beijing and Victoria. Trade Minister Dan Tian said it was disappointing, but that he'll stand ready to take China's call. We've spoken a lot about space recently, Claire, and even our squeeze shortcut this week looks into the modern day space race. Seems we can't get enough of it at the moment. (laughs) Yesterday was another big space news day. Elon Musk's SpaceX launched and landed its Starship rocket. There's a lot going on above us, it seems, and it was incredible to look at those pictures of that Starship landing. Uh, SpaceX has made four previous attempts you might cast back in your memory uh, in the last six months or so. They've ended in spectacular fires as they come back down to earth and yesterday's scene really was a big achievement Uh, in the past pretty much the idea is bringing people back to earth uh, really sees them come down in these pods and splash down into the water but to have a starship that can re-land intact really is quite an advance. In other space news Amazon tycoon Jeff Bezos's company Blue Origin is planning to auction off a trip to space its first human spaceflight mission is scheduled scheduled for the 20th of July, and that, of course, is the anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. And a bit of excitement for this weekend, a Chinese rocket that's currently in descent is predicted to fall somewhere off the West Australia coast. Like we said, lots happening, Claire. (laughs) Exciting. I'd be wearing a helmet if I was over there, I reckon. From the modern age to tens of thousands of years ago, archaeologists have discovered the oldest known modern human burial site in Africa, Claire. 
Yeah, and that's significant because it's not usual to find those kind of old burial sites in Africa. You would think, uh, given it's one of the cradles of civilization, that you would see more of them. But they're really quite rare due to poorer preservation conditions with Africa's climate. Also, there's not as much excavation there as there is in Europe, where there have been older burial sites found. Also, there's differences in the burial practices, but one way or another, finding these 48,000-year-old bones uh, is really very exciting for archaeologists. It is, it is. And burial practices, like you said, Claire, in Europe are a completely different story. Excavations have shown that early modern humans have been formally burying their loved ones near their homes for at least 120,000 years. Pretty interesting stuff. Finally, Claire, squeeze the day. There are a few big ones over the next couple of days. Like we said earlier, National Cabinet meets today. Tomorrow is Sir David Attenborough's birthday. He'll be 95 years old. And on Sunday, it's Mother's Day. Got to say, well done to all the mums. I hope people look after you on Sunday. (laughs) That's all from us this week. Have a great weekend and we'll be back again on Monday. week our podcast is brought to you by aware super sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off but whether it's two years or 20 years away it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you aware super is one of australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement read the pds and tmd at aware.com.au.